good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the very first episode of Mercedes Life Journey. I am your host, Mercedes Shannon. Thank you, thank you so, so much for tuning in and I hope that you will stay tuned for the rest of the episode. That would mean a lot to me. (laughs) I cannot describe how excited I am to finally start this podcast, bringing the vision I believe to have received to life and to be able to share with you guys through the wonderful, wonderful platform of Anchor. I am super grateful and I am going to apologize in advance for the not so professional quality of recording. I have been postponing starting this podcast for a very, very long, procrastinating at the highest level, honestly, because I wanted to start this podcast with the, as professional as I could. And I remember even looking up, you know, the best plug-in microphones for iPhones, you know, so just so that the quality of the podcast would be as good as possible, starting the whole thing up, I'll say. And unfortunately, you know, I do not have finances at the moment, and even with working and saving up something, I feel would always come in between something that had to be paid immediately that was more important than a microphone. So this kept going on for months, literally for months. And just the other day, my mom was listening to a message by Proctor Gallagher from his YouTube. By the way, Proctor Gallagher, if you don't know him, please watch at least like one of his videos life-changing this is not an ad but it's seriously life-changing i won't go further into it but i promise you you will not be disappointed and he basically said that whatever you want to do whatever you feel your dream is your calling you already have what you need to start it and it got me thinking that he's right I had heard him say it before, but this time I cannot describe what just made me finally understand that everything has to start somewhere. It doesn't always start at 100%. And I have a microphone, I have a phone, I have this awesome app that I can use to start this podcast. So stop postponing and procrastinating and like I said I apologize for the bad quality but I think it's time to just dive in and I hope that you'll bear with me and be understanding but anyway back to what this is actually about now if you've read the description of my podcast you might have some sort of idea what this is about or what the vision for the podcast is or you are clueless but intrigued which is why you're listening so I'm just gonna 
break it down nice and easy by starting with my story. The vision for this podcast is to share the unique stories of as many people as possible from all over the world and to find similar ground and just in storytelling which I have always enjoyed as a kid realizing we all go through different things as human beings everybody has their own obstacles to overcome and we all have that in common and through hearing other people's story we can find inspiration encouragement courage motivation all of these positive things and i truly believe that this could be life-changing i'm just gonna say it like that for even if it's just one person but that one person who could find something in another person's story to lift them up would be more than i could possibly dream of and hope of so yeah that was a brief summary of what this podcast or the vision for this podcast is and i'm just going to start with my story so my story begins with my birth (laughs) in the beautiful city of johannesburg south africa where i spent the first eight years of my life with my loving mom until we until I moved to Germany with my parents, where, which is where I've been living now for the past 10 years. And at the beginning, you know, apart from the language barrier, I honestly didn't have a hard time engaging with other kids. You know, as soon as I apprehended the German language, everything just kind of flowed. It, it really wasn't difficult it, it didn't happen from one day to the other of course but as far as I can recall it really it happened so fast I don't even remember what it was like not being able to talk to other kids and not having friends if that if that somehow makes sense and I can honestly say there wasn't any struggle with being the only black kid compared to coming from South Africa where in private schools the percentage of black children is also you know is is very low but in coming to Germany I was honestly the only black child in my whole first grade in the whole school the whole school uh, which consisted of grade one to four in Germany and it was a little bit different because there was a whole lot more attention on just me but I I guess hanging out with white kids wasn't new to me so that's all I'm trying to say basically So yeah, that also wasn't a problem. It was only in middle school 
that I then had my first unfortunate encounter, you know, with racism. And I remember my mom, you know, when I told her about it, and I was obviously crying because I'm like, why are people so mean? Because in my head, everybody's so nice and the world is a good place. I'm still like that. I'm still, I still try to see, you know, the good in every single person. But when I was a bit younger, it was even more extreme. So my world was basically shattered, shattered, had shattered into pieces on that day. And she kind of shut it down immediately with this kind of tough love thing. And, you know, she just made me aware that this is unfortunately a part of a black person's life you know but she also said something I will honestly never ever forget this 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 one sentence that she said God something similar to God wouldn't have made me black if I weren't able to handle it and for those who know the scripture in the Bible where it says that God doesn't give us things that you know we can handle when I, when she said it to me I don't I don't remember exactly how old I was but I was I would say like 11 or 12 or something I didn't quite understand and it sounded I was kind of perplexed because I never thought about it that way that you know that (laughs) it's so it's so I'm still very shocked by it to be honest because my head doesn't fully comprehend it but at the same time I believe that it's true you know so yeah so there I was my first unfortunate encounter as a black person dealt with let's say you know checked off my my list of unfortunate encounters and even though they reoccurred I always had that sentence that my mom said you know you can handle it, you can handle it, you know, God, God wouldn't have made you black if you weren't able to handle it, you know, you were stronger than you think, and that's how I, like, survived that, I guess, you know, because kids can be mean, unfortunately, so, yeah, <laughs> that's one obstacle overcome. The second obstacle, which shaped my teenage years very much, and unfortunately in a bad way, was comparison. Once I started comparing myself to my friends and the other girls, I completely lost myself. I honestly did it started as an outsider or from, from an observing point of view 
as something really harmless, you know, my friends, or in general, you know, you get to that age where girls start having their first boyfriends, you hit puberty, the body changes, and everything just changes so quickly, and you're left out, I was left out of all of this, you know, my friends had their boyfriends, had to buy bras because they had boobs all of a sudden, and I had none of that, none of that, and, you know, growing up, my mom always told me, you're beautiful, you know, that's what every loving parent tells their child, you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you're smart, just the natural process of things almost but the more you hear it the more you believe it that's why it's so important what we expose ourselves to but now with all of these changes hearing that I was beautiful from my parents or from people who loved me or from my female friends wasn't enough for me. I wanted that confirmation from from boys. I'm just gonna say it like loud and clear from boys, from outsiders, because all of my friends were getting that, you know, whether they wanted to or not, they were getting like love letters <laughs> or like SMSs from from boys in, in the grade, like say it that bluntly and unfortunately or fortunately in my mind it was back then I would have said unfortunately I wasn't any of those and it just totally messed with my mind because all of a sudden according to the society or the community I'm in I'm not really considered beautiful is something that is really, really hard to deal with as a child. You know, no one says it to you directly. Like, no one walks up to you and says you're ugly or you're not beautiful. And if they do, then they're really mean. But you, 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 you experience it, you feel it, and it's just evident wherever you go. So, this is just, you know, it's just the country. You know, back in South Africa where I was born, you know, that's where I belong. That's where the people understand me, where we have the same values, and where I can just be 100% myself. That was what I kept telling myself. And for a long period of time, you know, I just wanted to move back because I couldn't take it and I didn't like it here anymore. 
in Germany and I was 100% sure that if I moved back all of my problems would go away and I wouldn't have to feel bad about myself. Fast forward, we visit um, family friends of ours and all is good and we had a sleepover party yeah it was like really girly super like totally up my alley and everything was going well until you know the questions started coming up so where are you from I'm from Germany oh okay you know more questions and it got more personal and it started there was all of a sudden a tension and a division that was created through these questions you know it was honestly almost like all of these girls including you know my friend were like on this side and I was on the opposite side being interrogated Just with that, just with that, that that joke compiled with all of the questions, there was a division, and I no longer belonged anywhere. It it almost felt like an instant breakage. It's so hard to explain talk about but just with that I, I, I remember exactly the feeling that I had inside of myself where I felt completely lost because all of a sudden there was no place that I could really call home no community that I had I could identify myself with somehow you know have a connection with all of those strings gone cut off completely I was in no man's land and that's when it got really hard because you talk comparing yourself which honestly however however way you feel about quotes you know whether you read them on Tumblr, Instagram, Pinterest there's always a truth behind them. Comparison will kill you. I'm going to say it because it is so true. And I have gone through that. That identity struggle because you keep comparing yourself to people that are not you. You know? And it is so important to figure that out. But unfortunately, I went through a phase where I didn't understand that. So you have comparison. Feeling like you don't belong anywhere. That's what I am just going to call it. 
because I, I didn't know who I was anymore and it was really really a tough time for me I never talked about this with my parents because I also felt like no one would understand me so I just kept it to myself if you ask people I know and even my parents I still seemed like the same happy kid that I always was so I don't know how I managed to do that but it's I think you know the more stories you hear about people who have gone through hard times it's so good at hiding what they're going through. I wonder what what that is about, you know? You know, the dishonesty and with yourself but also with others and all of the hiding. But yeah, I think I don't even remember exactly if I came forward to my my mom or to my parents, but I think in some way they then found out and we have these really call them my aunt. Her name is Carrie. She, my mom basically talked to her and, you know, kind of asked her to give me a pep talk, I guess, because she's a teacher and she really knows how to talk to especially teenagers. She's really good at that. And shout out to you, Auntie Carrie, if you're listening. (laughs) But anyway, we were at their place and I remember just sitting there the details of the story but what I took from it was because that then she moved to France studied here and lived here and whenever she would go back you know she would also never feel at home you know in France she wasn't French enough in Lesotho back at where she was born she wasn't Sotho enough and that's when she finally realized that she had to identity in herself you know you cannot connect who you are with a place because there is no country she said it like that there is no country for people like her you know who grew up with two cultures and don't really have you know their own country you know because if you have 
two American parents, for example, you were born in America, you were American, but when you have, in, in, my, in my aunt's case, an Austrian mom and a Sutu dad, like, you know, where are you from? And that was really eye-opening for me when Shino basically said you have to find who you are in yourself and just be yourself and don't make who you are dependent on a place or a person, basically. And that really, really helped me. I honestly don't know where I would be if I never had that talk or if she never had that talk with me. You know, the talk that my mom initiated. But from that point on, honestly, from that talk on, it honestly just kept going upwards. And I have, I'm very grateful to her and also super grateful to, to God because I don't know where I would be without my faith because also during this whole identity struggle time I was really slacking behind <laughs> like really slacking on my relationship with God and my faith but then once everything started going in a positive direction again I could also grow in my faith you know when you get to know who you are, your worth, and your purpose, everything in life starts making sense again. Ah, it's so, so sad looking back you know, at all of the lies I basically told myself. enough to sum it up but I don't think I would be who I am today if I hadn't gone through it so just trying to see the positive in everything I am grateful because without it I wouldn't have a story to tell maybe you know life would have been better obviously but I wouldn't have a cause to start this podcast and I wouldn't be able to connect with all of you and start this platform that I hope can ignite something so powerful to be honest so yes that is me in a nutshell (laughs) this episode is way longer than i intended it to be but i think for the beginning it's it's okay and yeah (laughs) i'm getting a little bit emotional but that is the root of this baby this baby that we call mercedes life journey so so grateful that you have listened all the way to the end you've made it congratulations and 
wonderful day wherever you are and just remember it there is always a new day new beginnings new chances and you have to grab those by the tail and just own it own who you are and find who you are and honestly once you do and you set your priorities right everything will fall into place I am not saying that I have everything figured out but I'm on the way I'm on the way on this journey I'm excited to go on it with you guys so thank you so so much for tuning in for listening have a wonderful day wonderful evening and see you next time episode of Mercedes Life Journal. Love you and God bless you guys.